0: Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit aftersuppervisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day.
2: Welcome to another broadcast of Diakonia, a call to service. Diakonia, of course, is the Greek word for service. It's also the root word for deacon. My name is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and I'm privileged to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as vicar for deacons. And I also get to work and pray with the good people at Mary Mother of Divine Grace Parish in Westchester. And as we've been doing during this era of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, Deacon Dave Brensick, the Associate Director of the uh, Office of the Diaconate, uh, also Deacon at uh, Holy Guardian Angels Parish in Brookfield and LaGrange Park, is yes, allegedly calling in from home. Is that uh, an accurate statement, David? Yes, I am here. Okay, good, good morning, good, everyone. Good, good. And uh, even though some parts of the uh, society are shut down, other parts continue, some Uh, Some good news, some some not-so-good news, but in any event, we want to talk about the resurrection, how life comes from even the darkest events. We want to talk about the good things. Um, And as deacons, we feel, especially today, that we want to offer some hope, some words of comfort, a way forward, and compassion. Now, this is a show that the Archdiocese has allowed the diaconate to uh, to put on, to sponsor, to host— and, uh, but it's not a show about deacons, rather, it's a show by deacons. And so, we want to invite all of our listeners into walking the journey with us. And to take us on that journey, uh, in addition to uh, Deacon Dave out in Brookfield, we've also got Deacon Mike Ficchetti. Um, Deacon Michael, are you uh, in the neighborhood?
1: I am on and glad to be with you.
2: Terrific, Richard. terrific. Now, we've also got with us. Uh, two other individuals who are really the stars of the show. The, the Deacons are just kind of uh, uh, watercress or parsley for the plate here. But we've got uh, uh, Deb Kelsey Davis and Kelly Johnson. And both of them are phoning in. Is I, have I got both of you there? Deb?
3: Yes, you do. Uh, how about Kelly? And I'm here, too. All right. Well, good then it's a,
2: it's a good morning to everybody. So we've got uh, a happy uh, quintet here to uh, to talk about uh, something that uh, Mike Ficchetti has brought to our attention. Mike was, is, uh, as they say, a, a friend of the show. This is his uh, second appearance. Last time was on uh, regarding Catholic relief services. But the, the ever energetic Mike Ficchetti, um brought nourish for caregivers to our attention. Mike, uh, what's what's your what's your interest in in this fine program?
1: Well, over the summer. I had I had an opportunity to kind of reflect on, you know, where I was at uh, as a deacon and not just in who I am, but, you know, what I was able to do or not to do and kind of in a reflective period uh, uh, in discernment. And uh, I happened to get a phone call by uh, a long-term friend that many of us know in the Archdiocese, uh, Graziano Marqueski, who had uh, overseen as a director the lay ecclesial ministry program for uh, you know, the men and women of the archdiocese, looking at uh, further study uh, and professional uh, accreditation to work in the Church, uh, not just as volunteers, but in many cases as uh, professionals working full-time. And I believe uh, that it was uh, divine providence as well as uh, somewhat of uh, uh, God's humor, in uh, the phone call where uh, Graz had said, you know, don't make a decision, but I want to I want to talk to you about a, a wonderful group that I'm working with. And we want to talk to you about maybe joining the board and, and helping with the, the vision and mission and to create more awareness, not just here in the Archdiocese, but throughout the United States. And so uh, here I am with you on the phone. And, uh, you know, uh, Devin Kelly can tell you obviously much more, but it's it's a group that I have jumped uh, full head into and uh, and passionate about what they do not only for those that we serve as deacons in the Archdiocese of Chicago but also for the deacon community uh, deacons who are often in the caregiver role if not to those just that we minister to but also in our own lives as husbands as brothers as uncles and uh, in other roles that we have uh, so it's a wonderful group, and I'll, I'll let Devin Kelly uh, talk a little bit more about uh, who they are and what they do.
2: Yeah, I want to. Th- I want to thank you, Mike, for for bringing Nourish for Caregivers to to our attention because it it just it seems like where has this been before? It, it seems like such a natural response to a quite frequent. Uh, condition in, in, in society and now as, as well as before. But it's, it's about, and correct me, Deb and, and Kelly, but, and, and we'll turn this over to you in a, in a second, but what I'm so enthused about is that this is caring for caregivers who, who may oftentimes feel alone and isolated or, or overwhelmed. Um, so I don't know, uh, Deb and Kelly, uh, who are you folks, and where did Nourish for Caregivers come from?
4: Thank you so much for having us here. This is Deb, and we're especially delighted to be here during National Caregiving Month, which is the month of November. Okay. Um, yes. The, you know, our mission has, is to support and empower caregivers through the gift of faith, and really that's truly what we're passionate about. Just a quick little bit about me. So I'm a nurse, and I'm a caregiver. And when I cared for my mother-in-law, I thought, It was something I could do, just no problem. Ended up, long story short, being emotionally drained and clinically depressed. I had become spiritually depleted. So what that led me on was a journey of praying where to go with this next, realizing that if I'm a nurse and I struggled with these various aspects of caregiving, I didn't anticipate that there had to be so many others out there. And that's when I went to my parish in Downers Grove, St. Mary Gostin, and I was introduced to Kelly. And I'll let Kelly tell the rest of the story.
2: <laughs> All right, Kelly, who, who are you, and why are you on the radio this morning? What's what's this? What's this about?
3: <laughs> um, so when Deb came to me, um, we and we realized, oh, it would be it, it absolutely fits into the ministry of the church to support caregivers. It's a time of transition and change, and like you said, Deacon Richard, it's the time when People feel isolated and alone, and and who better equipped to do that than the church? Um, So we had a workshop that was caring for the caregivers, and then we realized, wow, this isn't just a one-and-done thing, that this needs to be an ongoing ministry. And um, sort of as you were talking about, I thought, well, I'll just order some materials. I order Bible studies and speakers, and so I can order some materials for caring for the caregiver. Um, but lo and behold, there were none to be found. Mm. Um, so Deb and I kind of looked at each other and said, well, let's do it anyway, and let's see where the Spirit leads us on this. And so we created Nourish for Caregivers as an ongoing ministry um, to nourish the practical, emotional, and spiritual supports um, for caregivers and and provide the tools to be able to, as Deb had said, our, as in, is our mission, to um Provide the gift of faith for caregivers as they're going through this caregiving journey.
2: Now, what, what, when was when was this uh, visit of the Holy Spirit about about <laughs> kicking this uh, this this sort of ministry off? How how long have you been engaged in this?
3: Well, so the this the, the... we um,
4: we we launched in 2015 in a very very uh, conservative way. We started with a small group of caregivers actually in our own parish, and we piloted there for two years. We wanted to be certain that we were, first of all, following the lead of the Holy Spirit and that we were listening to caregivers and understanding what their needs were. Um, As Kelly mentioned, um, we didn't find anything out there, though there is a lot in the way of programs for caregivers. There were none with the component of faith that put Christ at the center of supporting caregivers. But we wanted to be sure that, number one, it was it was doing what we had hoped and where the Holy Spirit was leading us and second that laity could step into the role of facilitating these groups so that's why we spent two years doing just that
2: well, that's great um, and the uh, the resources that uh, pre-existed nourish for caregivers uh, healthful, helpful take care of yourself uh, sort of seek professional Assistance when needed, but not faith-based. Is that is that fair to say what you what you found before you came along?
3: Yes, absolutely. And there are there are you know the Alzheimer's Association or AARP does have support groups for people, um, but there wasn't anything that really um, leaned on the foundations of our Catholic faith and. So that was where we, you know, obviously as Catholics, we believe our faith is so important to us. And it's through our faith that we don't just get by or we don't just, um, you know, struggle through or cope with what we're dealt with. But really, as we embrace our faith, we begin to realize that there are blessings during this time of caregiving. And Nourish for Caregivers allows people to see Christ in their caregiving as a sacred holy vocation and and in doing so they begin to realize the blessings as they become the hands and feet of Christ to the person that they're caring for now, who, um, and who,
2: that oh, go ahead i'm sorry
3: no go right ahead i was just
2: going to ask uh, i'm i'm trying i'm thinking of of people listening into us and and mm-hmm. uh tapping into a question that might be on their minds like am, am i a caregiver who who is a mm-hmm. caregiver what is what do, what I what who do I need to be to be interested in, in what you've what you've got to say? You know, what's a caregiver?
4: The uh, caregivers often don't identify themselves. I think you know, as you can, Richard, as you're getting at, as a caregiver, oftentimes we think of ourselves as I'm I'm just a dutiful daughter, or I'm a loving spouse. I'm I'm doing what I would do for my loved one. Um, caregiving can be anything from, as we think about probably most typically caring for maybe an aging parent or spouse, but it's also caring for children with disabilities in your life. It's caring for people who have a chronic illness, and caring can be anything from helping to arrange appointments, providing transportation to doctor's offices, all the way to doing what I was doing for my mother-in-law now for my own parents, you know, nursing-related tasks that we we never imagined that we would be, you
3: know, doing at this point in our lives. And I think, too, with um, the COVID crisis that we're all going through, all of a sudden, um, what the statistics that we're saying, there's 65 million Americans who are family caregivers. Um, I think we will continue to see that number grow as really caregiving and you know people are in crisis that exponentially we're in cre- people are experiencing stress and isolation and all of those difficulties and especially caregiving.
2: Now, you used yep. 65 million was was the number you're you're coming up with that's
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think we'll conti- I I would say partly because what we just dis- discussed is that people often don't express themselves as caregivers, that that number is higher. I think as um, our population continues to age, that number will continue to grow. And I think as we're seeing, um, you know, this time of shutdown and, and being at home, that people are realizing that they're a caregiver, too. Um, so we're going to see those numbers and those statistics to c- continue to grow. Okay. Deb and Kelly, this is Dave. Um, wondering how many
1: people are involved with uh, Nourish for Caregivers at this time?
4: So currently, we're in at 27 dioceses across the country, including the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we have approximately 75 different locations across the country, um, most in churches and parishes. Some, though, are now branching out into some of our Catholic uh, senior living communities, um, as well as even into some of our health care facilities
2: you are uh you need somebody to take care of you you've got uh you're everywhere uh that's 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 quite an achievement over the past handful of years We're going to be uh moving to a break shortly and i just want to set that up but um, we've we've talked about uh, a general introduction to to this this question when we come back, I'm hoping that we can uh... offer some suggestions to people who, who may be listening and who are caregivers and what might be uh... practical for it for them uh, how they can connect up with you uh... how uh... locally people within the listening audience here can uh, can can tap into this uh... What it, What's needed to to get moving uh, on a local basis, parish basis, or uh, you're, you're talking uh, the senior care uh, facilities as well. So we're gonna we're gonna transition over to that um, when we come back from the break. So everybody, stay tuned.
0: parents, have we got a great idea for you. While your kids are adjusting to being back in school, they can also help brighten the day for one of the thousands of our senior clients. Invite your kids to write a short letter or poem or make a drawing or tell a few jokes on paper. Then all they need to do is put it in an envelope, add a stamp and address it to Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois 60629. That's Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. These letters will mean so much to the seniors who open them. And your child will have that wonderful feeling inside that comes when you reach out in kindness to someone else. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities.
5: You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020, the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers, Cardinal Blaise Supich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org.
0: Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever, as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers!
1: Are you able?
2: Back for the second half of the conversation with uh, our friends from Nourish for Caregivers, uh, we've got uh, Deb Kelsey Davis and Kelly Johnson. We've also got uh, Deacon Mike Vaketti and Deacon Dave Brensic uh, out in the wings. Everybody's out in the wings. I'm I'm here at the studio. So we've uh, uh, Deb and Kelly. We've uh, identified. I'm uh, you know I'm a I'm a caregiver. I'm I fall into that category that you're talking about. Uh, I'd love to connect with other people. Um, I am feeling, uh, if not the weights, it, it's, it's not a walk in the park to be a caregiver. What, what can I hope for from Nourish for Caregivers? How, how might I connect and, and tap into your resources?
4: So for our resources, there, there are a number of them, both those that we provide, through church communities, the Nourish for Caregivers program was was really designed for churches to build community, to provide that strength and and hope, and the experience of the holy and healing love of Christ. We also, especially as you mentioned, the um, current COVID nineteen pandemic, we instituted something that we call house calls for caregivers, and we also have the Wisdom Caregiving series, and both of these things are virtual. On our website, which is www.nourishforcaregivers.com, we we actually share out. Come, join us, meet up with other caregivers, and be spiritually nourished as well as addressing your practical needs that you're struggling or you know needing support with. We have those virtual aspects as well that we provide out, and. We also have a a book that was just published by Ave Maria Press called The Caregiver's Companion, and that book has proven for many a caregiver to be something of um, encouragement, inspiration, and and support, and we pray that that gets into the hands, especially this month with National Caregiving Month, as many caregivers as we can possibly get that book into the hands of those in need.
3: And I'd just like to jump I'd like to just jump in and say that because it is National Caregiver Month, one of the things that we're doing in order to try and get the book into as many caregiver hands as we can is is have a um, buy a book, give a book um, fundraiser so that um, you can make a donation to Nurse for Caregivers and you'll receive a, a signed copy of the book as well as we will give a book, give a book to a caregiver in need. So it's, again, just a way to provide resources for caregivers. And and the caregiver companion addresses so many of the issues and topics um, that caregivers are going through um, in in a way that allows them to uh, journal. And as we talked about earlier, you know, move from feeling isolated and alone to begin to realize that Christ is there present with them. So the prayers and the reflections and the commentary all help to help caregivers see the blessings and the gifts as they're going through it as Christ accompanies
2: them. And I just, uh, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I printed out from, uh, from the Amazon website, the caregiver's companion, a Christ centered journal to nourish your soul. That was just released in August. It looks like, and, mm-hmm. uh, I'm envious. You both have author pages. That's, uh, my goal in life is to have an author <laughs> page, but that's, it's, uh, it's very nicely done. Uh, the presentation there. And I also have to give, uh, uh, major kudos to uh, to your website. It's it's really nicely done. That's nourishforcaregivers.com. There's a lot of stuff on there that uh, is just very helpful. Very helpful. Um, and so, my, my parish doesn't have uh, a group. What uh, I connect virtually is that is that what you're suggesting?
4: So well, there's there's a few ways, and one of them I. I think really fits beautifully into what the archdiocese is doing right now, which is renew my church. Um, We have seen in in many other dioceses and in many locations, and we're starting to see it here in Chicago, where parishes are coming together to share resources. And in doing so nourishes the perfect ministry that parishes can come together and offer this program. Now, before the pandemic, um, the parishes would come together and, People would meet in person. But with the pandemic, we've actually converted all of our materials over to a virtual uh, program ministry. We're starting to see in some areas here in the Chicagoland where parishes are actually having a hybrid, where they have some people who come together socially distanced and then the rest participate virtually. So in addition to the things that we spoke about earlier, like house calls and some of those programs that are out there, we we really believe that with renew my church the nourish ministry can help bring parishes together for a common cause to care for caregivers and share resources to do so
2: and it just strikes me also that if uh, any uh, anybody listening uh, who is interested in this this uh, knowing about nourish for caregivers you might uh, plan a Plant a seed at your at your parish with uh, the the clergy or with the, the ministers. And say, hey, this is uh, this is a great program. We we ought to get something rolling here, because you know, okay. 65 million people. Um, that's yeah. a whole lot of people. Um, yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a thing that uh, it's it's a need that's 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 out there. Um, it's a
3: need that's out there, and, and, it's, and I think who better equipped than the churches, than our parishes, to provide that hope and healing of Christ? You know, this is—it's an opportunity for us to be a beacon of light for people during times of transition and change. And I admit, you know, who better equipped to do that than the church? We've yeah. been doing it, you know, historically, um, and caregiving is certainly one of those times that it makes sense for us to have people turn to their parishes.
2: And, you know, on, on that score, I wanted to get back. You, you've raised it a couple of times, and it, it's such a huge topic, but this is a Christ-centered approach. Um, mm-hmm. You spoke earlier about uh, the blessings uh, that come to one in this, in, in this journey. That can be a stretch for, for people. Um, mm-hmm. wh- where, is, where is the grace in, in caring for, for somebody else and, and enduring these kinds of uh, losses and pains?
3: And I think as we recognize, um, you know, we, we, look at, we look to Christ um, all the way through. So as we're talking about feeling stressed or needing to pull back or advocating for your loved one, we look to Christ as a model for, for how we can be living our life during this time. And it is in doing that that we begin to see the hope that exists. Um, we also understand, um, you know, part of the beauty of our Catholic faith is, is a way in understanding suffering and difficult times. And we know that, that God um, doesn't will that for us, but we know that we do have suffering in our life. And as we're going through that, we can begin to see that it's, it's not suffering for no reason or difficulties for no reason, but as we understand and embrace um, the love of Christ. We see that there's more to it than just what we're going through, and so we're not just coping, but we're actually beginning to thrive and to feel more empowered. As um, you know, Christ, we see Christ there with us um, and see the beauty and the gifts of the present moment um, and and what we're going through during that time. You know, what,
5: what? would you say is the number one?
1: issue for caregivers is that is it that feeling of hopelessness or isolation
4: or more is there more
3: Yes, you know, and
2: <laughs> all, all of the and above
4: I was going to say all of the above and I want to share a quote that I absolutely love um, from St. Pope John Paul II which is true compassion leads to sharing in another's and I'm going through that right now with my own father, who's 94, So I'm caring for him. It, you know, we share in the pain just like we share in the resurrection with Christ. And I always look to our Blessed Mother. I look at our Holy Family, and I look at what our Blessed Mother uh, went through with suffering and loss of her own and how she faced that. And I, I really believe in, in our Catholic faith, we're really giving the me- we're really giving the message that death is not the enemy, and that it's not the final word. And so I cling to my faith, and that's one of the blessings of the Nourish for Caregivers program is that we help caregivers find that comfort and find that peace even amid sharing in another's pain.
2: You know, I was. Uh... You mentioned John Paul, and oh, I'm getting a signal from the uh, the guy in the booth. We gotta cut this off. But uh, John Paul's Zelvifici uh, Doloris" meditation on pain and suffering. Uh, it's a mystical experience, uh, and I think uh, Deb uh, and and Kelly, what you've you've offered here today just speaks volumes to uh, to the wisdom of of the faith and how it can be. A companion and sustenance for us and uh, i think what you've got going here is just tremendous as i say it's it strikes me as as so obvious that you know, why why didn't this happen before uh why haven't we addressed this and as artfully as as you have done and it, the success that you've had thus far must be uh you know testimony to um to the need as well as the uh the craft with which you uh you you address the situation so, um, and the moving of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> abs- absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yes. so So not us. Yeah. Well, you you, you did something. Uh, you did something. So so blessings on you and and thank you, uh, Dave, and thank you, Michael, for bringing this to our attention. And now uh, we're going to have the uh, the bumper music uh, rise up and away we go. God bless you and thank you for being with us.
3: God bless. Not to be